Welcome to Bright Ideas, the podcast for advancement professionals who want to make and demonstrate a greater impact. Sponsored by High Bright. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bright Ideas, a podcast series for advancement professionals in higher education. I'm Sandra Rincon, your host throughout this series. Today, we welcome Karen Kearney from Scotland. She is the CEO and founder of Kearney and Company, a global company of innovative and creative fundraisers, strategists, communicators, researchers, trainers, and coaches. Karen fundamentally believes that your people are your greatest asset and the key to achieving your goals. Karen, welcome. Good morning, Sandra. Delighted to be here and to be part of the Bright Ideas podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Karen, um, you know, as advancement professionals, we spend a lot of time building and nurturing relationships with others, serving others, and trying to do the best in our jobs. But many times we forget to nurture that inner self that is so important, right? So um, today's uh, podcast is precisely about this. Um, you know, you've been exploring and training others in using the power of listening and emotional intelligence. And as we enter the holidays, um, we, you know, we all get a little bit of, of downtime, right? And so I yeah. thought, hey, this would be a great topic that can resonate with many of us. Hopefully we can take some time to reflect on, you know, how we can nurture and keep develop developing the best of ourselves. So Karen, what a better person to have here for this, you know, with your wealth of experience in this topic, you know, it's, it would be wonderful just to hear your insights on, on, on this inner process. So I thought let's, let's get started with, with a first question. Let's get started with you, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> please tell us how you became interested in the power of people and helping people become the best versions of themselves. Thank you, Sandra. And I was reflecting a word you'll hear a lot about in this podcast, re reflection. Um, over the weekend, ahead of our, our conversation um, about the power of people um, and the people around us, and whether that be colleagues, family, friends, um, stakeholders, th those we're engaging with in advancement. And the fact of the matter is that people really are at the heart of our organisations and everything uh, we do. And I believe that as people, we all bring something different to the party um, and that we all have our own special talent. And, and it's not just it's not just luck that lands some people in a bed of roses, as we often say, you know, they've landed in a bed of roses and, and the others who maybe perhaps struggle a bit more. And although there might be genuine reasons as to why we're not always able to do the things we want to do. Um, however, if that was the case our entire life, then there's maybe something that we're not doing quite right and how we, we right those wrongs. And, I had a wonderful aunt who was also a mentor to me. And if if something good happened to me, I used to say um, that I was lucky. And she used to say, luck has nothing to do with it. You're the one who made it happen. And so there'll always be someone who's better than us and something that we do in, in life. But, but no two of us are, are the same. We're all unique. 
and therefore so are the talents that we have. And and I found this quote from from Oscar Wilde, which I I thought was was a great quote, which says, "Be yourself because everyone else is already taken." <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> wonderful. I like that. I really like that. And and it's about being being authentic. And and I'll talk yeah. about that as well, Sandra. And and I just thought that that really resonated. And 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 I'm also a, a big fan of of the poet and author uh, Maya Angelou. Um, and, and one of her kind of quotes that I'm sure many of you will have heard before, um, which is, I've learned that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. And people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah, that's so true. That's and I think, so right. yeah, it's, it's so true, isn't it? it yeah. Uh, and when you talk about the power of people, it is about being that best version of yourself. But but what does that really mean? And it'll mean a lot of things to, to different people, but it is about that authenticity. So however you lead your life and whatever power you have as a person, do it in the way that feels right to you, um, about being true to yourself. So if being your best self is about staying true to yourself, staying true to your values, um, and and doing things that make you happy, that give you a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning. Because if we're not, we'll get found out pretty quickly um, if we're kind of leading a life that's that's not authentic. That's that's a, that's so true. That's so true. But I think that sometimes we get lost in precisely what you said at the very beginning of you know wanting to be like others or feel the pressure of, you know, the expectations of society, of your jobs, or your boss, of your, you know, family, whatever. And so sometimes we, we, we lose, what is, what does it mean to be true to yourself? What is that? Mm -hmm. What is that yourself you were talking about? Right. And that's, that's, lead us maybe to the next question, Karen, and is, you know, how can we use this emotional intelligence as a, as a tool, you know, to, um, you know, we we're talking about maybe not, not use the word of the best of ourselves, but, mm -hmm. you know, that being true to yourself, what does that, what does that mean? That's a good question, Sandra. And I think that we, we have layers of belief that also form our own thinking that can limit some of the progress that you were talking about, about wanting to be like others, and it can limit our own progress and, and about how we act in public or how we act at work, or it can stifle, I think, sometimes our own kind of creative thinking. And, and emotional intelligence, many of us will know that was kind of developed by Daniel Goleman, who's a psychologist and, and journalist and, and trainer, um, and for 12 years, he kind of wrote on this topic and there was kind of five aspects that he focused on. Uh, and I'm going to touch on a couple of them today because we would it would be a whole podcast just to right. go through yeah. <laughs> to go through each of these. But, but he spoke about five areas, which were self-awareness, self-regulation, social skills, uh, motivation and empathy. And, and, and that a person who has a higher emotional intelligence is better equipped to deal with some of the things that you touched on and manage conflict, know themselves better, build relationships. I think the first one is about that self-awareness and that's where reflection comes in as well. But it is the ability to understand self and your own emotions, 
and how that affects your performance and why. Know why you're feeling a particular way and also the sense of how it may impact others as well. So I think it gives that sense of clarity, a sense of purpose. And I think it's about your ability to see yourself realistically, but also to see others realistically as well. And as an executive coach, I speak with so many people. Um, and, and what you were talking about early, Sandra, is almost like that imposter syndrome um um you know that that I'm not good enough um you know I'm not I'm not I'm not good enough to achieve that there's always someone better I'm going to be found out that I can't really do this um right. and and I see this um interestingly and sadly more in women um than in men that that I coach and also those from more kind of humble origins as as well and and people put themselves under too much pressure so and I'm sure I could have written this about myself many, many years ago as well. But it really is if you if you develop that self-awareness, even if you find yourself in a situation where you have these doubts, you can begin to identify the why. Why am I feeling this way? So. Yeah, yeah sorry, no, I didn't want to interrupt. Karen. No, no, go ahead. No, well, uh, yeah, that, you know, this part of reflection, you know, I mean, the why, why do you feel the way you do? Um, and and going deeper into uh, answering that why, that's where I think that reflection is so meaningful, right? Because that that answer to that why of, you know, you and I can feel perhaps a, a similar emotion to a particular behavior that you and I can have as, you know, either uh, um, take, you know, people that take care or help others, for example. Um, but that why, you know, I feel the way I feel will be different. My why will be different than yours, because Absolutely. I have totally a different life experience in terms of how I was brought up, where I was born, the, you know, the family where I was brought into, the the values that I was taught as a child, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, so that for me, it's also essential to understand that that why, why we feel the way we feel can also be very different, even though the behavior can be the same Absolutely. and the feeling can be the same, right? It is, and and you touch on a on an absolute critical, crucial point is that we and I started at the beginning beginning by saying we all have a unique talent, and in the same way, we we all bring our own unique identity, which includes our past experiences. But right. but a little kind of you know exercise that sometimes when I'm I'm working with people, and this is something that that can transcend you know kind of all backgrounds because the questions are are to you and how you answer them so it's kind of when you come upon a situation where you're kind of feeling that kind of almost imposter syndrome it's kind of ask yourself how do I really feel about myself right now and you know what is it that I'm doing well you know, for, for what would make me proud of myself? What is it I'm afraid of? You know, what do I need to change? And I talk to people about there's no magic wand. There's no magic wand that you can just wave across um, and become more self-aware or become more reflective. You have to practice um, small tools or exercises or thought processes that are going to help you get there because it just doesn't always happen naturally. I often say, 
we revert to type. So as humans, we will always revert back to what is comfortable to us, but we need to kind of practice um, these little exercises that kind of change our thought process. Oh, absolutely. I, I recall that I was taught a long, long time ago to think about, you know, you talked about that fear, you know, it, it sometimes it boils down to an, an, a fear that you can't really detect because it's just, it was grown there, you know, <laughs> and, and, and then the question of what's the worst that can happen, right? <laughs> yeah. And and then you think about that, and a lot of times it's like, it's not that bad, you know, if no. that's the worst that it can happen, and so that sort of brings the the situation the emotions sort of in a yeah it puts it in perspective right and so that that yeah. I have found that question for me very useful in moments where I feel a bit of anxiety or feel uh yeah not necessarily scared because sometimes you don't detect that you're scared yeah. but it's that anxiety and distress where's it coming from and what's the worst that can happen if it, you know so that this and this and this would go wrong Sometimes it's 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 just a, a fear that you that yeah you have you you sense but it's 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 not tangible right? No, but 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 it's deep seated somewhere inside yep. us, and I think if we don't ask the why, it's interesting. I, I've been asked to do a webinar in early January, and it's around a, a woman in leadership, and and it's a, a series of women who are talking about um business, and and interestingly, the topic is fear fear as women who are leading businesses and the impact. And I've, I have i won't give away who, who the panel are just yet, but the woman that I'm working, that, that I'm speaking with, when I looked at her bio and I looked at what she had achieved, I had that immediate reaction of like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm not worthy to be on that same panel as this person. But then I had to kind of ask, why do I feel that way? Why is it? What's the worst thing that can happen? Um, actually, I do have a story to tell, and it's not her story, it's my story. Exactly. Um, and so what I was doing was comparing myself to someone else. But actually, yeah. when I removed the comparison and I looked at what I had to offer, um, then there is some value um, in that as, as well. Um, and I think one of the other, you know, emotional intelligence um, key areas is empathy. And, and, and that's about not only understanding your own needs and feelings but understanding the needs and feelings of others and that you that you are that you're engaging with round about you and I think you know in the world of advancement whether it's your alumni your donors or the people that you're managing it really is about that that ability to understand what other people feel and see and that saying of you know walk a mile in their shoes to really kind of understand who who they are um, because we're pretty well attuned to the feelings of others, um, but we really need to begin to understand how we put ourselves in that person's shoes. You know, we're all different personalities as well, and we can't always readily see where the other person's coming from. Um, so I think if we're looking at that self-awareness of self, that then helps us to be more empathetic and understand other people. In in um, Karen, that that takes us to the next next question. I mean, you gave us a breakdown of what um, emotion emotional intelligence is, and you know we cannot discuss all the five elements of it um, in, in in the podcast. My, um, 
you know, do it some other time, but in these two that you are discussing, uh, the self-awareness and the empathy, um, how does that relate, you know, as our audience, our advancement professionals, you know, how can they use this um, aspects of emotional intelligence, you know, to better interact with, with alumni, with donors and with other stakeholders? Yeah. No, it's a it's a great question, and I think that there there's actually a, a in my view there should be a sixth um, point in emotional intelligence, or maybe one that underpins all of that, and that's really about listening. Um, and so it's a big contributor to building um, self awareness and you know social skills or empathy and and those elements of um, emotional intelligence and how we're communicating. Um, with those round about us you know we we have two ears and, and one mouth but so much of the time we spend talking and responding but we're not necessarily listening so I think it's about being observant and and listening is is not just the act of hearing the spoken word but it's the art of understanding the meaning behind the words and the person that you're with feeling heard and seen um, and so it's not just about parroting the words back you know to people but it's really about making the person feel heard because I think you know I've worked with donors um, over over 25 30 years and I think when someone feels that they're heard we can gain a greater understanding of who they are and we can engage with them in more meaningful dialogue and I do a lot of training of, of major gift fundraisers and alumni professionals and you know, we're always great at planning and having our cultivation plans and what we want to say. But sometimes we go in so well prepared that we don't actually hear what the person is saying right. back to us. And and I think that's where curiosity comes in as well. Like be curious in that space. So I think if you're taking emotional intelligence and within that you wrap around listening and curiosity, um, then I think it gives you a real kind of skill um, toolkit to be able to kind of explore and develop stronger relationships. Um, Excellent. Um, you know, uh, Karen, I come from the field of intercultural communication and um, in what I've learned throughout, you know, my life experience as, a, as, a, as an immigrant my whole life and, and also in terms of being a professional in, in, in this topic is precisely that, the listening. Um, it's impossible to, you know, understand all cultures. But if you go in and you listen, you listen and what you what you said, you be an observant and you're curious. You know, uh, when I used to work um, in international relations at, at, at universities and we would meet up and sometimes you knew that there had been something wrong, but you didn't know exactly <laughs> what went wrong. Yeah. But, but I knew that there had, there had been something wrong. And, and you know, when I when I taught um, intercultural communication, I would say to the students, you're never going to understand completely somebody else's, you know, another culture, but you can listen and you can detect and you got to, you know, develop that sensitivity to be able to detect when something has gone wrong. And I think is that aspect of, of listening, being an observant and also being curious to not yeah. go into it, no, thinking that you know it and that you know the way it should be, right? 
Yeah, and 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 I think curiosity um, develops into how you use powerful questions, like to to what you're saying, Sandra. You you, you can't go in assuming you know the person, assuming you know their culture, assuming you know their values. Um, right. And so unless you're either listening to what they're saying, but rather than just, you know, that kind of, as we would say, level one of listening where you're nodding, but waiting to respond, <clears throat> excuse me, so you're not really listening, um, but actually asking powerful questions. You know, help me to understand why you feel that way. Um, you know, this is what I hear you say, you know, and, and, and really kind of reflect back on what you're hearing. And I think there's a, a level of vulnerability and a level of fear, um, that perhaps maybe as advancement professionals, we feel that we have to be on all the time and professional. Um, and it's not saying that we're not professional, but we could be missing the nuances, um, by not sitting in that, that place of discomfort that perhaps allows us to hear a little bit more. Right, right. Wonderful. Karen, um, as we're moving towards, you know, the the second part of our podcast, um, we ask our guests to share three bright ideas. And um, in this particular case, Karen, what would be your you know, three bright ideas in terms of getting the best out of ourselves and of others. It's always hard to come up with three, isn't it, Sandra? But but I think that I think just building on what we were talking about is listening. The first one would be how build that culture of listening within yourself and within others. So give people your full attention. Don't be distracted. Uh, minimize the distraction around you and and clear your head. Um, because as I said, it's not just about hearing, but you're really seeking to understand and you're doing that as your authentic and sincere self. So build that that internal culture of listening. Um, the second would be about self-awareness. I, I, I don't think I can emphasize this one strongly enough. And I think it is the the pillar of emotional intelligence that underpins all the others, which is recognize and address emotions in yourself and others and experience empathy to strengthen your connection with others and remain curious, which is just a great space to be in because it opens up your mind to hear the words of, of others. Um, and I think the third one is ask those powerful questions because it demonstrates that you're engaged, that you're listening. It allows others to be more solution focused as well, those that you're that you're working with. And I think it encourages um, exploration. Um, and, and given that this is the, the season of giving, Sandra, I thought I would give you a fourth one um, <laughs> for, for our, our listeners. And it goes back to where we started on reflection. Um, and I think use the power of reflection as your own personal powerful tool to develop yourself. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Karen. I think that this is this is wonderful. Uh, and it gives us a good point to start, right? Um, to start the, the new year yeah. as a, as a, Hey, let's, let's listen to understand that listen to <laughs> not. <laughs> I think that, that that's, that's, and, and, and listening to it also look to ourselves, it, our inner selves, right? That self-awareness, uh, you know, your emotions, why are you feeling what you're feeling? 
um and you know do you like what you're feeling or you don't like what you're feeling right yeah um and and this you know you you say it's it's really and i and, and i totally agree it gives you uh, the opportunity to also empathize with others, right? Because we're all humans, we all have emotions and, you know, but that why or what we feel is different because we're all also different, right? We're all different and we all have our own solutions. I mean, one of the first things that I learned when I was becoming a coach, um, because I am a very solution-oriented individual, and there was a terminology when we were in coaching, and it was called dance in the moment, learning to dance in the moment. And when you dance in the moment, um, that's where what we were talking about, where curiosity and vulnerability and reflection, because you're not having to come up with an answer. You're exploring what might be around about you. And, and I think every day we need to put ourselves at the top of our to-do list. And if we put ourselves at the top of our to-do list, everything else will fall into place. I like that. I I I, I like those two. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> put yourself on top of the list every morning and just kind of write it on your, you know, I'm at mirror, the top. mirror in the bathroom. Okay. Me, number one, me, right? And I love the dance, the dance in the moment. And and I do agree. I'm also a, a solutions person, right? Um and 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 I like the fact of of and I, I love to dance and especially now in the holidays, right? <laughs> so so this whole thing of of dancing with 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 these aspects of emotional intelligence and not necessarily to have a concrete answer, but mm-hmm. actually to keep you know to keep that that fluidity right uh of of this is all part of our lives and is continually and is continually developing um and continually growing as well so this is what what makes us as as humans and people and and, and people who give also yeah. um special and and uh so wonderful Karen, thank you so much for those wonderful insights for this great conversation for giving us you know um uh, enthusiasm and also inspiration during this holiday season of reflecting and if that it's okay to put ourselves as number you know on the top and then everything yep. will fall <laughs> wonderful thank absolutely. you absolutely thank you Sandra it's been an absolute pleasure and a topic as you could probably hear that I am very passionate about and and continually learning and, and developing um as well so um so thank you and I think as you said a great time of the year to be to be having this topic as we kind of move into a new year and rather than having a new year resolution it's perhaps thinking about putting ourselves at the top of that list and how we are going to progress into the year ahead there we go there we go well thank you I, i'll definitely keep that in mind <laughs> thank you karen thank well, you th- thank you thank you everyone for listening and um stay tuned for our next conversation in 2023 um and please stay healthy and wishing you all a wonderful holiday season thank you bye bye